I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. We're best friends. We grew up together and grew apart. For just a hot minute. Found our way back to another, and now we're growing with each other through life struggles and victories. We've each been forced to face some of life's big challenges. Miscarriage, infertility, divorce, cancer, infidelity, co-parenting. Ups and downs with relationships, kids, careers, and fear around the unknown. We want to be the voice for you when you're at a loss for words. The reasoning for when you're left wondering why. Your support when you feel alone and your cheerleaders for when you're taking action to bust through doubts. Listen along as we talk about all things that take a a mindset mindset like like a a mother. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me back on Mindset Like a Mother. This is Lauren, and today I am going live with a solo episode. And today, if you've been following us on Instagram, I just posted a um, a poll in our story yesterday about I was going to go on and talking to talk about divorce. And I wanted to know what you guys wanted me to talk on first or wanted more insight on. And the options were keeping a positive mindset through divorce, the impact on kids, dating after divorce, or the fear of judgment of others. And while I had interest in all of the topics, the biggest topic um, or the one that had the most interest was the impact on kids. And so for today's episode, I'm going to address that. Um, So just to give you a little bit of a backstory, I was married for just shy of 10 years. Um, We had dated for about six years prior to that, college sweethearts, if you will. Um, And we had three kids. And when we started going through... um, counseling and we were getting separated. My youngest was three months old. So we had babies. (laughs) Um, So it was, let's see, three, two, and four, I guess, were the ages. Something like that. Or like two, three, and six. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Um, Yeah, so three months, it was the baby. And so when we, when the divorce was finalized, they were probably like, what was it like one, um, three and five or yeah, they were one, three and five when everything was finalized. So they're babies. So just to give you kind of some context, um, cause you know, if there's anyone listening who has older kids, you know, maybe, you know, this could be helpful for you as well, but obviously I'll be speaking to my personal experience. I'm, I'm not a, um, you know, a child psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a health coach and a woman who's been through a divorce. Um, so I'm just totally speaking from personal experience. And, you know, maybe you can gather, you know, you can gain some kind of insight or um, something to take away from this. So, so yes, my babies were babies. Uh, they still are. But so, okay, the impact of divorce on kids. And I had a question that came in specifically asking if um, if the kids needed any help or if they saw a, um, uh, what was the exact question? How long did it take the kids to adjust to the split and did they need any professional help as in therapy? Okay. So I guess let me just start by saying 
because the kids were so young, um, we knew at the time really our, you know, the five-year-old would be the only one to really get it to some extent. Um, and so what we chose, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm going to try not to jump all around here. Um, my, my ex and I were very amicable through the split. Um, so that is a blessing. I know there are certain situations that some of you are in and it's not the case. And so I, I feel for you and I hope that you can find grace uh, for yourself and for your partner and for everyone involved and to get through it so gracefully. Um, I think what we decided was that, you know, it was all in the best interest of the kids, the whole process, um, as in how we handle it. You know, obviously divorce is hard. It's hard. Um, but it's harder if you make it hard. <laughs> so we went into it knowing that we wanted to make it as easy as possible for the kids. We didn't want it to be ugly. We didn't want there to be, you know, fights and negativity. Um, of course, you hold some of that to your chest. You know, yes, it's a negative experience to some extent. Um, but in the eyes of the kids, we wanted to still have their world shine brightly. And so we had separated and because they were so young, um, you know, and because of our situation, uh, my ex at the time, he, he traveled a lot for work. And so we had that buffer to kind of help with, you know, they were used to, you know, there being some kind of separation. Um, and but when it came down to separating, we went the nesting route. And if you're not familiar with the term, what it is, instead of having two homes and the kids going back and forth, we kept our home and then we had separate apartments. So he and I went back and forth, but the kids stayed in the house to limit the disruption of their lives. So they, their life, their day-to-day -day routine, their normalcy could stay normal as much as possible. So we would go back and forth. And I'll, I'll do another episode of nesting as well. Um, so that that's what we chose to do to help ease the transition for the kids. So we did the nesting. We kept the childhood home. We kept, you know, the, the home. Um, the whole nesting period ended up being about nine months. So we did it for a while. And um, we, we told them it was right around the holidays, too. Um, we waited until after Christmas. So it was early January, I believe is when we told them, um, you know, we, we didn't want to, you know, have them think like every Christmas was like, oh, this is when, you know, mommy and daddy got divorced. So even though it was still around the same time, we, you know, we, we kept it till after Christmas. Um, and I know I'm recording this, it's November. So we're coming up on the holidays and I've actually had some conversations with women and, that is a, you know, that is a thought of theirs. Like, oh, maybe we'll just wait till the holidays. Maybe we'll wait. Um, so we did. We did wait for that. Uh, but I will say, you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, June when we decided and we waited for six more months. It is, you know, it just kind of fell in and we were like, yeah, this is going to be best just to wait till after the holidays. Um, you know, and on that note on waiting, um, we, I felt very strongly <laughs> about, you know, I know this might rub some people the wrong way, but not staying in the marriage for the sake of the kids. I didn't want to be miserable. He didn't want to be miserable. I wouldn't want him to be miserable just to stay in it for the sake of the kids. Um, 
neither of us come from divorced families. This was something new to us. Uh, we both come up from Catholic upbringings as well, where if, you know, if you're in religion and specifically Catholicism, divorce is, it, it's really shouldn't be an option. <laughs> um, but we just knew that we'd be better off separately and we'd be happier. And we felt that if we were happiest, we could give our children a happier life. Why be miserable? And so I know that's not for everybody. I know there's conflicting viewpoints on, you know, the kids and marriage and vows. And trust me, I get it. You go into marriage, that's for life. You take a commitment, but it just, it didn't work out and, um, and it's okay. And, you know, it's, um, we, we tried, we tried, we did counseling and all that. It wasn't just like a throw in the towel and we we're done. Um, but so that's, you know, again, just to give you a little bit more context, like I felt very strongly as did he, we weren't going to stay in it just for the sake of the kids, because we knew if that, if, if we weren't happy, we weren't going to bring happiness to the kids, you know, just think about it. If you're miserable, you take that energy with you. If you're, you know, at work around friend groups and who wants to be around someone negative, I for sure as hell don't. Um, so, okay. So I'm trying not to jump around, although I know I am. So, okay. So we, we knew we weren't going to stay in it for the kids, but we were cognizant of the timing. We waited until after the holidays. And so when we told the kids, we just sat them down and, and, uh, again, they were very young. So we just said, you know, mommy and daddy, we just decided that we were going to be best off as friends. You know, we still love you. This, you know, doesn't change anything. And we're, you know, we're still friends and we just, we just decided to to be friends and not to be married or live in the same house any longer. Um, and I think they had some questions. I forget exactly what they were, but again, they were babies. So they didn't really, you know, the oldest one was, you know, five at the time. So she really, um, you know, would have been the one with the most questions. Um, so from that point on, then we did the nesting and, um, you know, we, we also continued weekly family dinners. We kept those on Sundays. I think it was either Saturday or Sundays, um, where whichever parent was away at you know his or her apartment would come back for family dinner, um, and it it worked to the extent that you know it had the kids were like, oh, our family's together, but it almost was a it almost was a detriment because then that parent would leave at the end of the night. And that was tough, you know? So it was almost like teasing them in, in my eyes, how I saw it, what I, how I interpreted it, you know, it was like, Oh, the kids were like, Oh yeah, our family's back together. And Oh wait, but mommy's leaving again or daddy's leaving again. And so we did that for a little a, a while, probably a couple months. And then we stopped. Um, I, I just feel like it was too hard on the kids just to keep coming in and out like that. Um, so for, fast forward, um, so again, so we did the nesting for about nine months and then we ended up stopping that and then just getting, you know, two separate places where the kids would go back, go back and forth and they took to it really well. So through the whole process, you know, my ex and I just committed to staying positive about the experience with the kids and never being negative or trash talking the other spouse, you know, not using the kids to relay messages or to dig in for secrets like, oh, what, you know, what did daddy do? Or what's daddy up to? Like none of that. Like there was none of that. And everything's just very positive. And um, so when it came time to getting two separate homes where the kids would be the, then be going back and forth, 
we just set them up again, sat them down and, and, you know, it's all in the delivery. And so every time we sat the kids down to tell them something, we were in unison as far as what the the conversation was going to be and how it was going to go. And then the energy and the tone behind it. And so we were like, guess what, you guys, we have two homes now that you get to share in. And, and I will say too, leading up to that point, I did use references. Like um, there's a couple good friends of mine uh, whose uh, daughters go to school with uh, my daughter at the time. So she had a little bit of context, you know, so she'd say, oh, it's like so-and-so and it's like her dad or her mom. And it's like, exactly, you know? And so every now and then there'd be dribble of those things. So it wasn't a completely foreign concept. So then by the time we got to the two homes, they were ecstatic. They're like, oh my gosh, we have two homes and we have this and you know, we get two Christmas trees and, you know, so it was all in the delivery and how you present it and your energy behind it, you know, and think about that. It's, it's similar to any situation. You know, if you go up to someone, you're like, so guess what? This totally sucks, but this is going to have to happen. Immediately the person's like, oh God, like, okay, this is a bad situation. So, all right, I'll brace myself for the news. But if you're, if you go up to somebody and then you're like, guess what? This awesome opportunity is coming up. It's going to be a little bit of change, but this is what's going to happen. The person's like, okay, tell me more. I want to know. Awesome. I'll change. Like, cool. It sounds like a great opportunity. I mean, it's, it's, and my kids were babies at the time. So, um, so anyway, so they took to that. So, okay. So then here we are a few years later. Um, the kids are, my kids, our kids never did professional therapy, not to say that they never will. It's something that we've, we've talked about. I've talked to my kids as well and said, you know, um, you know, especially my oldest and, you know, I've said, if, if this is, if you ever need to talk to somebody that's not, that's not mommy and daddy, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And we would help you with that. And, you know, we offer that up to her, um, but they never have yet. Um, and so far, you know, I think they're doing well every now and then it's becoming less now, but there were times. Um, so, you know, there's times where, you know, my oldest will say, well, you know, what would really make me happy is for you and daddy to get remarried or something. And, you know, I hear her out, but I just say, but honey, you know, mommy wasn't happy and daddy wasn't happy. And, don't you want mommy and daddy to, you know, be happy? And when we're happiest, we can give you happy, you know, and, you know, we're, we're just better off as friends and, you know, and, and, you know, she'll reference some things that she remembers and I'll say, yeah, you know, that's, we don't want to go back there. Like we're, we're really happy now. And, you know, just talk to talk through some of that stuff, but understand her and hear her out and make sure she knows she's heard and, and all of that. And, and the other thing then, you know, is, is sometimes they try to play you, you know, when they don't get something that they want from you, then they cry out and say, well, I want daddy. <laughs> and, um, and you just, you have to have a thick skin, you know, and you just have, and also you just have to have trust in your, your um, parenting, you know, and you could say, daddy would say the same thing to you or daddy wouldn't let you have that either. So I understand you want daddy because you're upset, but daddy's not here. And unfortunately these are mommy's rules and daddy would probably say the same thing anyways. Um, you know, and, and also times they do get sad, you know, and at bedtime they'll, 
say, you know, I, I want to see daddy or something. And I, I'd hear them out and I say, I understand, you know, and, um, and now actually they, they see him and me mo- more often because, um, we're doing this, this school pod thing together. So they actually see us rel- both often. Um, but we do FaceTime. We, we talk to them when we're not with them. So, you know, that's obviously personal preference and what works for you in your situation. But when they're with one parent, um, the other parent connects with them in the morning and at night. Um, sometimes that includes FaceTime so they can see you. Um, and sometimes that's hard too because they, they see you and they want to be with you and they can't. So, you know, they're there's pros and cons to everything. Um, it's just really finding out what works for you, what works for the the dynamic between the group, what works for the kids. Um, we do some alone time as well. Um, it's it's few and far between, but sometimes we do just like you know, a, a mommy and um, you know one kid or daddy. Because again, I have three kids, and so it's you know trying to give undivided attention to one at a time too. So that helps. Sometimes it's an overnight, sometimes just just a lunch or like a play date at the park, something like that. Um, so it really, um, again, it just really work. It it's just finding what works for you, and that it changes. It evolves over time. Like I said, you know, we we started out with the nesting. That lasted for a duration of time. We started out with the family dinners, and that lasted for just a short period of time. Um, so it evolves, it changes. Um, but I think my the biggest thing I could say to you is just to have a positive mindset and stay committed to the kids. It's it can be negative, it can be emotional, it can be draining. You can be you know mad. <laughs> um, and I, and, you know, it goes back to, you know, working on yourself. And, you know, if you followed along in some of our podcasts, it's, you know, we talk about the power of choice and just choosing and choosing who you want to be in any situation. And especially in a divorce situation, who do you want to be coming out of this, you know, and who are you today? And is that the person you want to continue to be? You know, if you were, negative through the process and you let this get the best of you, you know, is that your personality? Do you want to come out of that, you know, improved? And, um, you know, I talked about that in the last podcast and yeah, I went through all the phases, the sadness, the anger, all of it. But I realized like, whoa, oh, this is not me. And I, I will not let this, you know, swallow me up and make me this negative person. And, um, and I was committed to that and I was committed to improving um, and just becoming a better person um, regardless of the outcome of my marriage. And um, and I think it, it definitely helped me because now I have that right mindset for, for my life and then to you know push forward and help my kids. Um, and it, it helps you when, you know, if they are fighting with you or, um, you know, asking for daddy and you don't take it personal you know, you, you are there for them and you understand them. You understand where they're coming from. Um, and you, you can stand on a confident, you know, front and, you know, you don't get so swallowed up in, in the emotion because it's just, um, you understand what they're, what they're coming from, but you also know, and you are confident that, you know, the outcome of what happened in your marriage was for the best of everyone involved, you know, regardless of, why it happened. Um, 
And so if you can just continue keeping a positive mindset and just continue to be positive when communicating with your kids and, you know, don't use them as the messenger, messenger, you know, um, don't, uh, you know, ask them to hold secrets or, you know, again, don't talk negatively about your marriage, um, the divorce, the partner, you know, just, just keep that to yourself or vent to your girlfriends about it instead. Um, and when issues arise, talk to your ex. Um, okay. What else can I tell you? Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, I think that was the majority of everything. And yeah, I mean, I just have an open door communication policy too with my kids. Um, I just let them know that anytime they can talk to me, you know, I, I'm open ears, you know, I, nothing, nothing they say, I will bother me. You know, I want to talk to them. I'd rather them talk to me than hold it in. Um, so just making sure those lines of communication are open as well. And, um, and that you have somebody to talk to as well as you're going through this, you know, have somebody, you know, um, that you can talk to as well. So, you know, the heavy stuff doesn't lay, lie on the kids and, you know, don't be afraid to, um, just have your alone time. You know, it, it's a, it's a, it can be a lonely, dark place in the beginning and, you know, especially if you have multiple kids, well, I guess even if you just have one kid and you're going through this and that, you know, you're with them and, you know, it's, you're there in the space and no partner and it's just you and the kids. And it's like, oh, I remember my sister told me, she's like, just give them their iPads, like give them their headphones, give them their iPads. They'll be okay. You know, or like put them in front of the TV, turn on a movie. It's okay. Like just, you can have your time to breathe. Like even if you just need a cup of coffee you need to be alone in your thoughts, you know, it's okay. They're going to be okay. Um, and, um, and just try to turn to as much positivity as you can. You know, that's why I turn to fitness and nutrition, you know? And so now my kids, um, can see like, you know, that's a big part of me and, you know, I, express and I need that, I need that workout to work through emotions and stuff like that and to be healthier and to be better mindset as well. And so they know that's an important part of my life. And, but those are positive things, you know, I'm not, you know, going to, you know, negative devices to kind of numb my pain. Um, but yeah, so I think that's, I think those are some good takeaways for now. Um, please feel free to DM us or comment or, you know, uh, you know, send us a question. Uh, and please know that anytime you chime in or write a question or answer a poll or anything like that, everything's completely confidential. Um, I'll never share names or anything like that, you know, unless you want me to personally <laughs> address you in a podcast. Um, but everything is 100% confidential. And if you don't know this about me yet, I hope you realize soon, I will never hold judgment for you. So no question is off the table. Um, I mean, you, that's one of the things I realized when I was going through my separation and divorce, you know, you just, um, you never know what people are going through behind closed doors and I will never judge. 
Um, that's why Megan and I are doing this podcast because we want to be the voice. We want to hopefully help somebody who's going through a similar situation. Um, so there is no judgment. Everything's completely confidential. And we hope that you know what we're providing in these podcast episodes is helpful, that something resonates with you. Um, and please let us know what is resonating so we know, you know what to talk further on or new topics to address. And thank you so much for just being a part of this community and following along with us and um, giving us ideas and content that's relevant to you. Because again, that's, we, you know, we have lots to say. <laughs> we have lots to talk about, um, but we want to know, you know, what's going to relate most to you. So enjoy this day. It's Friday. If you're listening on this Friday, um, it's a beautiful day and um, it is early morning and I got to dive into my work now. And before I get to enjoy this beautiful weekend with my babies. Um, so you guys have a great weekend and thank you again so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening and for continuing to follow along on our mindset like a mother journey. If anything that you heard in this episode would resonate with someone else in your life, please do us a favor and share it. We want to reach as many women as possible and we want to continue to continue to be the voice for the women in your life who might be experiencing something similar that we're talking about. And if you have just a second, please go on to iTunes and leave us a review. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, your honest, candid comments. Please let us know and also let us know what you want to hear more of. Always reach out to us on social media. We are on Instagram at Mindset Like a Mother. And until next time, continue rocking your Mindset Like a Mother.